Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM, affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. You're on Amenuveve FM in Aplau, Kekeli Radio in Ho. We are in Radio Justice in Tamale, Radio Waingwa and Ganga FM in Jirapa. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjournaline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petro Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petro Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HD pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Duraplus goes, water always flows. Ghana yet to see a clear path in its external debt restructuring talks as there seem to be no concrete agreement from its official creditors whose assurances is a necessity in securing the next disbursement of $600 million from the IMF. It's important that we have a plan to consolidate all our Europe and all our external uh, loans and facilities into what we call a consolidated um, loan facility or a consolidated euro bond. We have details as experts call on government to convince official creditors it will not default on its debt service and again should the restructuring talks go through this time. Former chairman of the Electoral Commission, Dr. Kwejoa Farijan, tells the Electoral Commission not to impose decisions on political parties as the country prepares for the crucial 2024 presidential and parliamentary elections this year. The Electoral Commission must view the Interparty Advisory Committee, IPAC, as a convenient forum for discussing changes to our electoral practices. And still on the election front, 11 persons kicked out from upcoming NPP primaries as the party moves to the next stage of the contest. It's been done in a very brief transparent, and that's why the party has given opportunity for people who feel elsewhere aggrieved by some development to appeal through the National Parliamentary Appeals Committee. We have details of some dissatisfied aspirants have only today to file the appeal. In sports, Chris Hilton identifies major problem for Black Stars to address ahead of the Africa Cup of Nations following the disappointing draw with Namibia. And much later, find out how a Ghanaian makeup artist applied lipstick to eight girls in 30 seconds. To break a record, it's not an easy task at all. First, you need to be determined, know your speciality, your uniqueness, so that alone will guide you to the record you want to break. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for choosing us this afternoon. The hopes of Ghana's economic stability in 2024 is in limbo as external debt restructuring talks with official creditors progresses in a slow pace. Creditors were scheduled to meet yesterday to agree the magnitude of debt relief with key focus on settling on a common cut-off date. Till date, there is no communication from official creditors detailing the outcome of their meeting. Ghana is hoping to obtain debt relief by seeking to rework more than $5 billion of its bilateral debt. Well, 
last negotiations progress, partner at Deloitte Ghana, Yaolate, wants government to implement a long-term plan for servicing its debt. According to him, the country must assure its official creditors that it will not default on its loans again after the external debt has been restructured. It's important that we have a plan to consolidate all our Europe and all our external uh, loans and facilities into what we call consolidated um, loan facility or consolidated euro bond. We issue them and have existing subscribers sign onto it with different terms. So it's important that we go to the table with a plan that shows that we will be able to service our debt if they sign onto the new plan. And also if the external uh, debt holders are taking a haircut, they are taking a haircut with a view that they will actually reduce their loss because you don't want to take a haircut and then somewhere down the road, the uh, government also will be able to service a new restructured debt. So I think what I would propose to government is that we should go to the table with a plan, but a plan that will be able to sustain or a plan that will be able to continue on servicing our debt in the next few months. Well, this is not the first time Ghana is going into a meeting with its official creditors, such as the Paris Club, to ask for debt relief. Lead data and research analyst here joining us. Kofi Jaminta joins me in studio with details of what we know. Now, Kofi, give us a sense of the kind of agreement we're able to reach with our creditors the last time uh, we sat at the negotiation table with them to ask for cutoffs. Well, MFA, the last time we had such an agreement or engagement with our official creditors, particularly the Paris Club, was in May 20, uh, 2002 under the HIPIC program. And after the negotiation, Ghana's debt servicing cutoff date was reset from January 1, 1983 to June 20, 1999. Mm. The remaining amounts were rescheduled over 23 years uh, with six years of grace. And these measures were expected to reduce Ghana's debt servicing uh, due to the Paris Club creditors between February 1, 2002 and November 30, 2002 from $207 million to $46 million. That's a significant cut mm. there in 2002. Now let's talk about how the delay in getting the needed finance and assurances is affecting Ghana's IMF disbursement schedule. Already, um, the delay has affected affected the 2023 you know, schedule where we were supposed to get some $1.2 billion. The first disbursement was done right after we got the executive board approval uh, in 2023, we were scheduled to get the next one by the end of 2023, which because we were not able to get the needed financing assurances, we missed that additional $600 million. So in 2023, we we're supposed to get $1.2 billion. Uh, mm. We ended up only getting $600 million. Now, in 2024, the schedule is that we are supposed to get a disbursement amount of $720 million, which is supposed to come mm. in two folds. The first one is supposed to be uh, by May 2024. That is $360 million. And we have the additional one uh, by November 2024, which is also $360 million. So if you add the $600 million that we missed, then it means that we are going to get more than the scheduled $720 million. And it's probably uh, can cause, um, you know, the IMF you know, a program to be elongated in 2024 mm-hmm. in terms of the disbursements. And we don't know just yet. We have no official um, communication on when exactly at least the second tranche will be disbursed. Absolutely. MFI, the official, um, you know, creditor committee's website is actually dry on the scheduled meeting that they were supposed to have yesterday. There's no official communication yet, but we are hoping that by the end of this week, 
an agreement should be reached or progress should be made in terms of the needed financing assurances needed to unlock that $600 million. That's our, our lead uh, researcher and, and data analyst here. I join you, Skofie J. Minta, giving us details of what we need to know when it comes to that disbursement of uh, the second tranche of the IMF fund. It's time to get into the election headquarters, brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. And 11 persons have been disqualified for the much-anticipated NPP parliamentary primary set to take place later this month. The disqualified candidates from some constituencies where the party has sitting MPs um, have their fate hanging in the balance. The details are contained in the summary of the party's voting last week. Samuel Imbura of our political desk joins me in studio with what we know. Imbura, we know all about um, 400 persons picked the form uh, to join the race. What's the breakdown after the voting exercise? So out of these uh, 400 who picked the forms, we have 730. 73, uh, 373 that were returned and went through the vetting exercise. The outcomes include 11 disqualifications, 326 qualifications, two cases referred to the National Executive Committee for Further Action. Additionally, two aspirants have withdrawn from the race. Mm-hmm. 29 went unopposed. One submission was incomplete in terms of the forms and two aspirants did not make any appearance before the committee at all. Well, you've been interacting with the vetting committee, the various vetting committees on what accounted for some of these disqualifications. What are we learning? Well, MFA, the party has not given any specific reason for the disqualification of the 11 aspirants, but insists that the process was conducted according to the party's constitution. We submit through the general secretary to the national executive committee. What is left is processes leading to the the D-Day. And so, for now, all guidelines have been given that uh, when we say there's going to be constituency delegate conference, we know the delegates. If you look at the party's constitution, largely it is being done in a very pre-fair, transparent manner. Largely. But as, as, as I say, we are human. And that's why the party has given opportunity for people who feel a little aggrieved by some development to appeal through the National Parliamentary Appeals Committee. That's the director of elections of the NPP, Evans Nimako. We'll stay a while longer in the fold of the NPP in your election headquarters and the Ashanti regional chairman of the NPP, Bernard Intribuesiaku, what we call chairman Wuntumi, has implored party delegates to demand massive improvement in vote for the party as a way of negotiating with incumbent MPs seeking re-election. Nana Boache Dankwa Yadom has more in this report. Patriotic Party, proud to the January 27 parliamentary primaries, vetted and cleared over 120 aspirants. Speaking to the press after the process, the Ashanti regional chairman of the MPP, Bernard Enchibwesiako, entreated party delegates to negotiate with incumbent MPs seeking re-election for better performance. My point is that those who had a lesser vote from 2020 elections, if you know that 2020 your votes reduce can think about because it's mpp we want to win power it's not friendship fortunately for us ndc had choose their candidates so i'm appealing to constituency executives coordinators and the polling stations nobody is going to influence them they should choose what they want and anybody who want to win the polling station people should decide 
and also take a responsibility. Chairman Wuntumi says the party has no intention to disqualify aspirants. However, it intends to win the December 7th election without favor. Dr. Baumia, who is the leader of our party, went to the election. So everybody also has to go to election. So nobody is going to disqualify anybody. But we will negotiate for the time. Is the MPP breaking the aid? Of course. I have already seen that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is the next president of Republic of Ghana. For Joe News, Nana Bwachidankwayadom Kumasib. And this is your election headquarters made possible by Petrol Saw, your clean fall in full quantity. And this afternoon, former chairman of the Electoral Commission, Dr. Kwejua Farijan, has cautioned the Electoral Commission against imposing changes in the electoral system on the political parties. Speaking at the fourth Constitution Day lecture, he urged the Electoral Commission to rather view the Inter-Party Advisory Committee, IPAC, as a convenient forum for effecting changes in the electoral system with a view to achieve consensus. Academia, government, and the general public converged at the auditorium of the University of Professional Studies, Accra, to participate in the fourth Constitution Day lecture organized by the One Ghana Movement. The lecture sought to reflect on Ghana's adoption of a constitutional rule and democracy after experiencing three coup d'etats that led to the overthrow of three of Ghana's elected leaders. Former chairman of the Electoral Commission, Dr. Kojo Aferijan, underscored the relevance of the country enjoying three decades of uninterrupted democracy under the Fourth Republican Dispensation, but warns key actors in Ghana's electoral system to guard against circumstances that has the potential of stampeding it. He cautioned the Electoral Commission not to impose decisions concerning electoral reforms on the political parties, but strive to reach consensus. The Electoral Commission must view the Inter-Party Advisory Committee as a convenient forum for discussing changes to our electoral practices, irrespective of whether the intended change originates from the Commission or the party. The reason is that it is not good practice to foist changes in electoral electoral practices on important stakeholders like political parties. It is prudent to discuss any intended changes thoroughly at IPAC meetings with a view to achieving consensus. If consensus is achieved, the IPAC then becomes a convenient vehicle for disseminating the changes to the electorate. Dr. Ferjan also bemoaned the dominance of the monetary inducement in the country's electoral system, adding it could have negative implications for the country's fledging democracy. MP for Isikado Ketan and former Attorney General under President Kufo Jogati urged for checks and balances among the three organs of government. He argued that parties who resort to courts for redress of electoral grievances without justified causes must be made to suffer the consequences. People who don't have any basis for bringing election petitions must be punished. Three of us agreed. We all said without exception that such people must be mortared in what is called heavy and punitive costs. If you have no basis for bringing electoral petition, don't bring it. I added that such a person it's a threat to democracy. It's undermining democracy. I understand that they do it to keep their food soldiers happy. I understand that they do it so that they continue getting finance. Such a person should be banned for taking part in elections for a period. They are not fit to be a public officer. 
And that's a report from the Constitution Day lecture. You're still listening to the Midday News. You're on Joy 99.7 FM. It's still in the election headquarters. And it's official now. The man behind the mask and the new force is Nanakwame Bidiako, otherwise known as Freedom Jacob Caesar, or whom you know as Cheddar. Already there are concerns about his electoral fortunes and political analyst Dr. Jonathan Asantiotri believes that he could win votes from the two leading parties if he goes ahead to contest the 2024 presidential polls. Mr. Bediako declared he's lacing his boots to seek the people's mandate to become president. But really, why has he become a threat to national security operatives? His new Africa Foundations Convention was controversially stopped at the weekend despite managing to pull a big crowd and highly respected speakers. The power above us is covering the program. The power to them. Anger, chaos and disappointment for thousands as heavily armed police and military men stormed the Independent Square in Accra where patrons had gathered to participate in a convention called by the New Africa Foundation, a movement running on the wheels of the new force, a political movement which had until yesterday only had a mask as its identity. Because you sent your men, Dampari, you sent your men. The group had secured the venue two months ago and heavily advertised the convention, a platform provided to address the challenges of Africa's development. Speakers invited for the program included Julius Malema, a no-nonsense South African politician who has courted several controversies in the South African Parliament for his strong stance on issues of corruption and underdevelopment. Call is a call for African unity, not cooperation. Other speakers included activist Dr. Lulumba, who served as the director of the Kenyan Anti-Corruption Commission for seven years and known for his profound and critical speeches. We are not at that venue. But is it not the wise to say when the world serves you a lemon, ask not for an orange, make yourself lemonade. Another speaker, Peter Obi, who took Nigeria by storm when he made significant inroads and nearly won the presidential elections there last year. Another anti-establishment African who believes current leaders are the cause of the continent's chronic economic problems. What I always say is it is due to one problem, leadership. It is failed leadership over the years that brought Africa where it is. We can now hear from Nanakwami Bediako when he finally revealed to the press that he's the man behind the mask billboards. I am a son of the soil and I can add value to humanity and I came here to do that. I came here to add value to this world and to nature. I am not going to live here without God even being proud of me. And when I'm not here also, I want you to remember that I came. And I want my absent to be felt. And for that reason, I know you're looking for the man. But the man in the mask is sitting in front of you. I came to you as your salvation. I don't invest in myself alone. I am investing in you. Now, political analyst Dr. Jonathan Asantiotri believes that Nakwami Bidiako will not be able to win enough votes or get enough votes uh, to win the elections, but can pull votes from the two big parties. If I consider his background, probably a Westerner or an Ashanti background, or let's say in general, an Akan background. So, uh, one way or the other, he could easily eat into the electoral fortunes of the ruling party and that of the NDC. But the majority is likely to come from the, the MPP. And that is probably the reason why national security reacted, so to speak, knowing very well that this is the mission. That is how I see it. He may not in any way have that kind of impact. Yes, I know he's resourceful, he has resources. But the style of politics that we are practicing 
in our democratic dispensation for now, um, you need party structures, a lot of that. And you need some kind of executives that will be executing on the ground, you know, your policies. Other than that, you just be doing media relations, thinking that you have structures in place that will be to your benefit. That's political analyst Dr. Jonathan Asante Autry. And that's how we wrap up election headquarters here on the midday news made possible by petrol soil, your clean fall in full quantity. Let me take you to the OT region now where police have beefed security in schools in the Quanta South after schools reopened after several weeks of closure. Three tribes, Adele, Chala and Chode, clashed over disagreements in performing rituals for a 2023 annual Yam Festival. The clash claimed 13 lives and also left many with several injuries. The situation forced parents to withdraw the awards from school, leading to empty classrooms. But after a long while, the regional education directorate say can, it's now safe to allow the pupils back into the classrooms. Adum News of Brimpong visited some of the schools and interacted with some of the teachers. We are very happy. We want to say a very big thank you to the security, especially. Uh, we wish that everybody, especially those tribes involved in the conflict, will, will exercise some kind of restraint so that peace will return to Uganda. Life will return to Uganda. The children will learn so that they will be able to climb the academic ladder and get to wherever they want to go uh, in terms of academic. Would there be any call for parents to also send their children to schools? Schools are now in full section. Yes. Uh, there is no cause for alarm. I wish that parents will ask their children to come. We are here. We as teachers acting in place of the parents we also ensure that every child is safe. Um, resuming school is a good call, and I think I have to thank him for that. Uh, they're making some uh, security, and I think it's good for them to resume school. I think I have to applaud him for that. I the company say, but we are now not police person. This is the second police badge on Monday, Marseille. And me assure say, in the next day, they come. I'm excited the police has given us protection. All our teachers are in school and we are hoping to start serious learning from next week. We can now hear from some parents who are still not allowing their wards back to school for fear of reprisals. We still have concern because with the curfew time and then also the conflict around is scaring because the time of classes and then also the closing of school and the time of the children getting home is always a problem. So if it's not really managed, parents will still be scared about our uh, words going to school. So if the security will assure us and then also we the citizens will also work towards peace, I think then it is a good news. Parents in Inquanto South taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We are on live, we are on X Spaces, we are on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petro Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petro Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Dura Plus goes, water always flows, and Ghana yet to see a clear path in its extent. 
internal debt restructuring talks as there seemed to be no concrete agreement from its official creditors whose assurance is a necessity in securing the next disbursement of $600 million from the IMF. And it's just about four days uh, to the AFCON and we'll get uh, details uh, from Ghana's preparations when we, bring, when we return with sport. And also we'll find out how a Ghanaian makeup artist applied lipstick to eight girls in 30 seconds. To break a record, it's not an easy task at all. First, you need to be determined, know your speciality, your uniqueness, so that alone will guide you to the record you want to break. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source, clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Time for sports. Mubarak yep. is back after the long break. I am. I really enjoyed my break. <laughs> I hope you did as well. I can see. I can see. I was working. Wow. What's in sports? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the Black Stars finalized their preparations for the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations with a disappointing goalless draw against Namibia in a pre-tournament friendly. The result means Ghana has now won one game in their last five matches, scoring just a goal. Now, head coach Chris Hutton admits the challenge his team faces in finding the back of the net. Every area that um, um, we're not getting as much success as what we would like um, is is always something that, uh, that can be a concern for us. We can only win games by, by scoring goals. The problem was that we never got into good enough positions to enable us to create opportunities. Um, second half we did. So I think it's, it's, it's about Sometimes that little bit of composure, sometimes it's about that little bit more aggression once we get into the box, and sometimes it's about getting that extra player. Um, but whatever it is, yes, it's, it's, it's something that we have to be better at if we are going to um, win football matches. Now, Mohamed Kudus just touched down in Kumasi to join his oh. teammates in camp, yes. And uh, he came with the medical staff of uh, West Ham United. So, clearly, he's not fit there. Hopefully, he'll be available for the first game against Cape Verde. The squad and the technical team will leave the country for Ivory Coast tomorrow. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Mubarak. With that good news there on Mohamed Kudus, and we're looking forward to winning that AFCON um, in Abidjan. And it's just about some three days or four days, and we are ready to give you all the details. Now, Chief Executive of the Ghana Tourism Authority, Akwesi Ajiman, says the GTA is expecting an increase in the number of attendees from across the world for the 2024 December in Ghana activities and growth in domestic tourism. He's been speaking to host of the Super Morning Show, Kuju Yangson, to assess the success of last month's December in Ghana activities. Uh, the numbers are still coming in. You know, we don't just track numbers from the airport. We look at numbers also from our uh, borders. And so we've been working with immigration. Hopefully by the end of this week, we should have the closed out numbers for the year. But based on the feedback we received from the event organizers, based on what we saw, based on the numbers at the airport, based on everything that went on, I think it was a very successful uh, December in GH. 
It's been a successful year for tourism. It's a year that we are rebounding strongly from the pandemic um, era. I mean, although we are not out of the woods yet, but if you look at the numbers, we are very close to pre-pandemic levels. And so that gives me joy. If you look at hotel occupancy, you look at... uh, uh, security and how the Ghana Police Service and National Security helped to really make sure that Ghana was kept safe. I think everything went well. Meanwhile, President of the Africa America Association of Ghana, Diallo Sambri, has raised concerns over Ghana's infrastructure capacity to host the increasing number of tourists who visit for yearly activities. I just saw a post on, on online where somebody's a, a lady is basically like. Black people, if you have not been to Ghana, you are missing out on your life. Like, people are sharing this thing. Mm. It, it's, it's growing. We, we haven't really scraped. We haven't really got there yet. Hmm. We haven't got there yet. We, and we, we haven't got there yet because we're not ready to get there. I mean, can we host 250,000 people in Ghana? Like, what is the limit? How many? Think about how many beds we have in our crowd. So there's more things that we need. But people are coming. People are coming, and black people are mm-hmm. feeling the freedom that they feel in Africa. Yeah. You know, through Ghana. Uh, And well, uh, the record-breaking uh, spree, marathon and all, is still on. And this time, Ghanaian makeup artist De La Gome embarked on his Guinness World Record for the most lipstick applications in what? 30 seconds over the weekend. My colleague Jacqueline and Smayabwa has more. Five, four, three, two, one. Ghanaian beauty guru De La Gome has not only shouted by redefining the limits of glamour, by attempting the Guinness World Record for the most lipstick applications in just 30 seconds. This owl-inspiring feat surpassed the former record held by Li Jiaqi of China, who managed four lipstick applications in the same time frame back in 2018. In an exclusive interview with Joy News, Delagome shares the inspiration behind his audacious pursuit of the lipstick record-breaking triumph. Okay, so as you said, there are lots of record-breaking uh, attempts, but I chose uh, to apply lipstick on ladies within 30 seconds to exhibit my skills, to put my brand on board, and to also put the whole Ghana on the map. It evolves a lot. To break a record, it's not an easy task at all. So first, you need to be determined. You need to know your speciality, what you are very special at doing, your uniqueness, so that alone would guide you to the record you want to break and we are waiting uh, for the guinness world records limited to tell us whether dela gome um, is the the man who's just entered the books we'll get to know whilst we wait for first antoine Faila is still on and trying to uh, you know break that record also when it comes to cooking but what's trending on social media a lot of you are talking maxwell and jackling and smile about the double duo are with me in the studios uh, what, what, what's what's happening on social media well a lot is happening um mf Fatibi Joshua is trending. Um, Black Sheriff is also trending uh, yeah. because it's his birthday today. He turns 22 today. Yes. 22. Uh, yes. Yeah. 22. 22. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people oh, didn't okay. know that. I feel old. 